Welcome to the Max Potential Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferrientes, the founder of NFA Coaching. I'm a Max Potential Habits expert, and it's my mission to teach you actionable strategies that will help you be a business-building badass. Every week on the Max Potential Habits Podcast, I'll bring you tips, tools, and inspirational stories from successful business builders who will share their max potential habits that helped them create rich, thriving, kick-ass lives and businesses. Now let's get to it. Welcome everyone to the Max Potential Habits Podcast with Dr. Amanda Barrientes. Today, I'm super excited for our second special guest interview with Dr. Petrina, who is a spiritual success strategist for women who want to unleash their manifestation power. I love that. Dr. Petrina is your spiritual praying, chakra cleansing, sage burning, introverted, abundance manifesting best friend. Although she's obtained a doctorate in biomedical science, her greatest accomplishment is being a corporate America dropout. After manifesting to be debt free, she was able to remove $140,000 of student loans without paying a cent. This led her to become a credit repair specialist that was only a byproduct of her first passion, which is abundance manifestation. She's now the CEO of a highly successful business, A Queen with Dreams, that provides ebooks, courses, and manifestation tools to create the abundant life of your dreams. She, I found her on Instagram and I loved her branding. I was so excited when I saw it and I thought, ooh, I gotta connect with her. She's high vibe, great energy, and she's on our show today. So let's welcome Dr. Petrina to our show. That's an awesome intro. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me. Absolutely. We're so excited for you to be here. Um, Start out, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'd love to hear more about your history and of course, especially about removing 140 grand of student loan debt. I'm sure all of our listeners would love to hear that. Oh, most definitely. That's um, one of my favorite stories to tell and I love empowering people. So I'm happy to share. So I guess it all starts off with, I am a former perfectionist and a former people pleaser. And um, that really manifested itself in education. So I was that kid that had perfect attendance. And um, so yeah, I excel in in school and academics. I enjoy that. Um, I did graduate high school in three years. I ended up going to Spelman for my undergraduate. And then I'm going to a medical school to get my doctorate. I actually have a PhD. Uh, They have PhDs and master's programs, MPH, MD. And I did get my doctorate in biomedical science specifically in molecular biology. Um, and because, you know, the trade-off with going to a good school is kind of high student loans. <laughs> yep, I know about that. <laughs> and uh, my husband and I ended up getting married in grad school. Still don't know how I did that, but <laughs> ended up getting married in grad school. And um, so my husband and I ended up going to Financial Peace University. And if anyone is familiar with that program, it essentially says cash flow only and remove the urge or the habit of using credit cards. I had no issues with credit cards. It's not really my thing, but I definitely had a lot of debt because of my student loans. I simply just went online to check my debt, like my total debt. And I looked at this number and I said, no, ma'am, Pam, like there's no way I'm going to spend my whole life repaying debt. And the, I guess the foundation of manifestation is simply ask, believe and receive. And without even knowing it, actually, now that I am aware of how manifestation works, we manifest all the time. We've been manifesting our whole entire lives. Um, I was let my clients know that where you are in life right now is a result of what you've manifested. So at that very moment, I manifested, I will not spend my entire life repaying debt. I did everything I asked. I, I, that this debt be removed. I believed it in that moment. Like, it's just not going to happen. I'm just not going <laughs> to spend 20 years paying back student loans. No. <laughs> and I w- got up from that moment and I just knew that 
it was that was my destiny. I was not going to spend my life paying back student loans. Needless to say, I um, did end up having um, identity theft. And so I had to contact my um, creditors and request that they uh, verify that each and every debt was actually mine. In my case, my student loans had been uh, sold multiple times. Like it would start off with one company and then went to another company, went to another company, went to another company. Mm -hmm. By the time that last company had it, they had no record of me actually signing for that loan. There was no signature. There was no no, uh, link to me and that loan. And with that being said, $140,000 of student loans. What? And I did end up incredible. Writing a book about it. And um, wow. You know, everyone can have those same letters that I wrote, the same everything, templates, everything's yours. That is incredible. Wow. You know, it's so funny because I have, I have a lot of student loan debt as well. I I went through a PhD program as a single mom and I had to max all my loans. And so I always have this vision of writing it's, you know, I'm 150 grand in student loan debt. And I always have this vision of writing a check for it. You know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know where that money's coming from, but I'm going to have a lot of extra money and I'm going to write one big check and I'm going to pay those off in the next couple of years, because I agree. I don't want to pay my student loans for the next 30 years. Mm -hmm. That sounds horrible, but wow, that's an even better story. I love that. That's (laughs) incredible. So I want to ask you a little bit about that. So you said, ask, believe, receive, and that we're manifesting all the time. Tell it, tell me, tell us more about that. Yes. So you manifest all the time. It it really is um, the truth. And people are, are saying, like, I know some people are thinking like, no, I didn't wish for this life. I wouldn't wish for the things that have happened in my life or, and it's just like, yeah, you kind of did. Um, mm-hmm. You did. And even if we look at something as simple as our relationships, like we determine how people treat us. We are constantly setting the tone. We're constantly manifesting how we want the world to perceive us. If we are uh, uh, have low self-esteem or if we are um, very confident, all these things come back to us. So in science, as a scientist, you have probably heard opposites attract. And that's because there are thousands and thousands of laws, but there are different laws for different scenarios. When it comes to manifesting, like attracts like. So it's the total opposite than science, whereas opposites attract. So I want to make everyone a scientist right now. You know that in science, opposites attract because you have a refrigerator. You have magnets on your refrigerator. We know that negative and positive charges attract each other. But we also know that you are probably the collection of your five closest friends. So if five of your friends like a certain artist, more than likely you like that artist as well. Or if five of your friends enjoy going out to the club, or you might as well, or five of your friends, you know, enjoy couponing, then maybe you do as well. So you've attracted your tribe, you've attracted your closest, closest friends. Um, So we understand that different laws are in effect all the time. The unfortunate thing is people think that because I don't know the law, the law doesn't apply to me. And that's not the truth. (laughs) The law Ignorance is is bliss idea or something. (laughs) So that's the case um, with manifestation. If you want to manifest an abundant, wealthy, healthy, happy life, um, you need to put that out there because it will be attracted back to you. And it's, it's sort of like the law, people call it law of gravity, I call it law of density, but we all know that things heavier than oxygen fall. If it's your favorite, let's say your favorite vase or your cell phone, even though it's your favorite thing, you might not intentionally do it. If it falls off the edge of the table, it might break. The law of density is in effect. Yeah, whether we like it or not. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, so you've used this, obviously this is what you, your business is built around, correct? It is, but I, I do want to specify that this is not a lot of, Woo woo! This is not a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that sounds great. This requires inspired action. It requires work. So this it. is I not prosperity gospel. This is not um, just think, you know, think happy thoughts and be on your way. It requires a lot of intentional thinking, inspired action, and working towards what you want. Acknowledging that maybe there's some roadblocks. 
but still always progressing in the direction of where you want to go. I love this because something, you know, I talk with my clients a lot about is clarity, right? So when you said work towards what you want, first you have to know what you want. And that's something that a lot of people lack, you know, so I know in my coaching and I'm sure in yours, it's this idea of helping people raise clarity about where they are and where they want to go, because it's impossible to get there if you don't know where you are or where you want to be. And so in that, that manifestation, it sounds like it's like you have a roadmap to manifestation where it's like, okay, it's not this magic formula where you just sit in your living room and think happy thoughts. It's like, okay, get clarity and take strategic action to get where you want to go. Awesome. And I, and I, you know, I think it's interesting having a science background for you. I'm sure you, I would imagine that a lot of the tools you use are very grounded in scientific research. Would you, would you say that's true? Yes. Yeah, so the, the more that people talk to me, they're like, how in the world did you go from a scientist to this I love it. You know, abundance manifesting you know, yeah, expert? Yeah. And it was just like, I'm very linear thinking. And uh-huh. I like evidence-based uh-huh. um, things. If I've tried it, it works. If millions of other people have tried it and it works, I tend to follow the, follow the data. Yeah. And when it comes to metaphysics or the concept of making invisible things visible, if I can see it work, then, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm really all for it. And the first, I guess the first time I dipped my pinky toe in this world of metaphysics was actually when I was working at a cancer therapeutic center and um, a cancer patient, a breast cancer survivor actually suggested, you know, can you try creating something with essential oils? And I said, sure, I love essential oils, you know, it smells great. And I ended up putting in a petri dish. This is unpublished data, but I'm going to tell you all because I want everyone to be a scientist, a manifest, you know, scientist by the time we leave here. I ended up putting in a petri dish. Um, I had prostate cancer cells on me, but um, I had ended up putting healthy prostate cells and prostate cancer cells in the same dish. Ended up adding different concentrations of frankincense essential uh-huh. oil. I've used and- frankincense in this way as well. Uh-huh. I saw directly that the frankincense did attack the cancer cells and left the healthy cells intact. So awesome. And, um, while this is unpublished data for me, you could go to, you just type into your um, search engine, pubmed.org. That is not the correct address, but it will correct itself to like ncbi.gov slash whatever okay. all the extra letters. And you could type in frankincense essential oil. And you will see hundreds and yeah. hundreds of scientific articles with controls and um, treatment groups saying the exact same thing, that um, essential oils are specific and crossing the blood-brain barrier to attack, you know, foreign agents that are not helping your body. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I used to uh, sell essential oils and I was, I've been into them my whole life. I've taken lots of trainings. And of course I want to say everyone that's listening, we are not giving you medical advice, do your own research, but I, I've uh, used it on skin cancer before and Mm -hmm. literally had it fall off of people's body using Mm -hmm. frankincense. It's amazing. So that's really cool. And so for you, you saw this, this proof, and, and then there's some research to back it up and you go, okay, well, why are we doing what we're doing in the medical field? But that's probably a topic for another day. Um, I want to ask you more about your business now. So you talk about dropping out of corporate America and deciding to become a queen with dreams. Yeah. I hear more about that. Tell me about, you know, a lot of people listening, I'm sure are in that world in both worlds. So a lot of entrepreneurs and business builders, you know, they are doing a job and wanting to do a side hustle or something that turns into a permanent career for them and a permanent, really successful uh, business. And you've done that. So I want you to talk and share, if you're willing, a little bit more about that. You know, of course, it's my greatest joy to be a corporate America dropout. More than happy to share <laughs> my escape. <laughs> um, but um, for all those who enjoy corporate America, um, if it brings you joy, like Marie Kondo, if it sparks joy, stay there. Like as long as it's sparking joy, I am in no way or shape or form saying that it's it's bad to enjoy co- corporate America. I love to see women climbing the corporate ladder. And um, for me, what ended up happening was I... Um, it was like a dream job. It was like 
I was able, I was like the molecular biologist for this team of, um, everyone was so different. I don't want to call them all scientists, but essentially worked at a biotech company that worked with private companies and government agencies to do their preclinical testing. So that means before it goes into human subjects, we test it on, um, let's say, human tissue or cells or other mammalian tissue to sort of mimic human um, reactions before we go into human testing because human testing is so very expensive so you want to um, funnel down what works and get rid of what doesn't work so you can have a more streamlined process mm -hmm. so i was the molecular biologist on the team and it was great the team was amazing um i have i still speak to some of those people i worked with they were so pleasant but what ended up happening was we were a small team for a very high impact um very important, large grant um, funding projects. So mm -hmm. that meant I was working around the clock. It was not uncommon for me to work 80 hours plus a week. Um, I worked mornings, I worked nights, I worked weekends. I had to take my laptop and cell phone with me on vacations. They had access to me at all times. I recall um, I had to wake up 5 a.m. to get there at a certain time, between seven and eight to then come back home at eight to open up my laptop and then work through, through the night. So wow. <laughs> I was... And was it a salaried position? Oh, yes. Okay. So yeah. you're, you're doing all this work, but not receiving any of the extra benefits for doing all the extra work. So what ended up okay. happening was I was starting to feel burnout. And I often say burnout is a new depression where people work, <laughs> they're unhappy, and they don't say anything. Yeah. It's like you have this great job. And then what ended up happening was I said, you know, there's absolutely no way I can be working all these hours and not get compensated. So I ended up putting together, manifesting, creating my, you know, abundance strategies and doing my, using my tools and ended up requesting a $20,000 salary increase. I got it. I mean, it was just like the money wasn't it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, I realized you wanted more time freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. And Less stress not the, feeling burnt out yeah the the burnout was not going away okay and what and what i noticed was that of course you know you did all this work for that little now we're paying you more so of course we're going to expect more yeah oh, and, um, and mind you i'm skipping so much but i had a baby in all of this i okay. literally i had a home birth gave birth on a tuesday and was working remotely on thursday so wow. this was literally an ongoing thing of we need you, Katrina. Like we need you to help us out. What, where is this stuff? We have this meeting coming up. Would you be able to present the data in this meeting? You can do it remotely. It's fine. Like okay. And people often say, "Well, did you have a maternity leave?" I was like, "No, I worked from home for seven weeks, and then I had to go back into the office." Wow. So uh, when I say burnout, I'm not trying to throw that word around. I literally yeah. was. Um, I'm making a lot of money, had no time to enjoy it, tired yeah. from work and tired for, with a newborn. Tell us that drain. It's like the feeling of where you just or feel exhausted at all points in time and don't want to go to work. That was it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I felt exhausted all the time. And yeah. then because you can't enjoy anything in life because you're so exhausted. Right. So the yeah. only people who could understand were people who work there who were also exhausted. Mm -hmm. And then you can't really tell your family and friends because you're making so much money. They're yeah. like, why are you complaining? Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. So the sad part of it all was when I knew things had to change was my son's uh, first birthday came around in February. And people are asking me, like, does he walk yet? Does he talk yet? And it still kind of brings tears to my eyes, but I had no idea. I said, I, you know, I've seen him take a couple steps. And I had to ask my mom because she was the one who was watching him all the time. Uh -huh. And because I was leaving work, leaving for work at 5 a.m., my husband literally took a picture of him for me and sent it to my phone. So wow. by the time I got there, I had a picture. Yeah. So I literally was seeing my, my own son, who I gave birth to, who lived in the same house with me. I was seeing him grow up on um, video messages and picture messages wow. and, and it's like oh okay this is crazy I don't know I haven't seen his first step I you know these are things that you would think a mom would know and I have been so consumed with this job 
and February was when I started making my exit plan in my mind. Mm -hmm. April was when I officially resigned. And that was an interesting day because literally my manager and my supervisor ran down the steps, ran to my car, knocked on the window, and we're like, please stay. (laughs) That's like movie style. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we need you. (laughs) And you were clear. So you had made a very clear decision. It took you, so you said it took you a month. So I'm sure in that month you were processing the pros and cons and thinking about the benefits and drawbacks of leaving the job and what you were going to do. Did you have a plan at that moment? The only plan I had was I knew how much money it cost me every month to survive. So I factored in my, how much, my childcare, diapers, wipes, groceries. I saved up about a a year's worth of savings and that was it. And that was it. And then, and to be honest, that day I left was a Friday. I don't think I came out of bed until probably the next Friday. I was, a, I was tired. I was exhausted. So it took me a while to just even come up with a plan. I had to be awake to come up with a plan. <laughs> like I just needed rest. Yeah. It's, yes. I think I want to highlight that. That's such an important point for everyone listening. Listening. If you get to the point where you're pushing so hard that you never have time to just slow down and brainstorm and think and create and feel and experience, it's really hard to create something new because you don't, you're not in a place. It's, it's like you're in scarcity thinking, scarcity mode. You're lacking energy. It's very hard to get clear when you're, if you think of about like, I think about it like a valley and a peak. If you're in the valley, you can't see because your perspective is so at the bottom of what it would be if your perspective was at the top of the mountain. So top of the mountain thinking is solution-based thinking where you go, oh, I have this really great perspective where I can see all my options, but it takes the time and energy to be able to do that. So that's so important that you were able to create that space for yourself so you could make make a pivot. For me, I, I said, corporate America is where my dreams went to die because I had no time to dream. I had yeah. no time to dream. Yeah. I hear this a lot. I hear this from a lot of people. Like what time did I have to think about what I did, what came to me easily or what sparked joy or what brought me peace and happiness or what I yeah. really wanted or what invoked a feeling of happiness. I had no time for that. Yeah. It was literally, I went to meetings after meetings and I went to meetings about meetings. Yeah. I wasn't, I was in the lab doing a fax analysis or some sort of Eliza or some, uh, some experiment that took hours and days. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the experiments weren't in progress and I had to analyze the data. Yeah. So you never got to have a break to relax. And then, and then of course, when you have free time, the last thing you want to do is have fun with your family because you want need to just lay down and do nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. um, the thing that did that kept me going were my affirmations. I would be okay. in the lab by myself and I would have my affirmations in my headphones. Tell us your favorite. Do you have a favorite affirmation that you use or a couple? Yeah, okay. my favorite is I have everything I need to succeed. Oh, I love it. Okay. I have everything I need to succeed. Yes, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, and everyone wants me to win. Nice. Everyone wants me to win. Everyone wants me to win. I love it. Those are great. Okay. Those two are my favorite too. If I often think about like, for example, I I know we're going to pivot into starting a business, but when you're starting a business and you're seeing all these popular platforms or programs and you're like, okay, that works for them. They're able to automate and streamline. And then you're like, oh, let me sign up for this. And you're like $350 a month. What? That is like a lot someone you know who has like 50 people on their email list (laughs) and then I say to myself you know I have everything I need to succeed and then you realize you know what there are cheaper options there are free options you could do for now there's maybe some more work on the front end that still gets the same result on the back end and it's like I do have everything I need to succeed I don't necessarily need this $350 product today yeah Uh, this is so important for everyone listening so something that I think is valuable and it's just like a gem that you just dropped is thinking about how to focus on the options instead of all of the limitations. So often we go into this place when we don't see a solution or we feel scared, we go, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, it's not available. It's not an option. I don't know how. And instead you switched your mind to, I have everything I needed to to succeed. And it opens the door for you to see multiple options. 
Yeah. And that's why I, while I am a proud corporate America dropout, I am so happy I have a science degree because there is always another method to get to a solution. Like Love going it. back to a more expensive way. I remember in my very first lab, I had to make Western blot gels. Western blots for all these scientists in the making are just gels that help you separate protein. Okay. Making a Western blot gel, okay, takes two days. It takes two days for it to make, you know, solidify, just to even get ready to add the protein. You can buy these pre-cash gels that are like $1,500 a box. Now, if you're in a lab full of like, depending on how, it all depends on the funding, but some labs are just like, honey, you better learn how to make those gels yourself because we don't have the funding, we don't have the money for that. And then you have other labs that are just like, look, we need the data by next week, order the gel today, run that Western blot, and, you know, get, give us the results. We, uh -huh. That's what we care about. And I see that a lot in business as well. There's always a way to get the solution that you need. Yeah. There's yeah. always a way. Yeah. You need to find a way or make one. There's always a way. Yes. And even if you can't see it, know that there's always a possibility. And that's the key thing. People, sometimes I hear when I say, you know, sometimes I hear the excuse, like, I don't believe it. When I tell people about affirmations, like, I don't believe it. And it's yeah. just like, I don't kind of need you to believe it. <laughs> I need you to know there's a possibility. Yeah. You know, okay. you know, something I tell people, because I think a lot of people think of affirmations as like a woo woo, you know, kind of new age strategy. And the funny thing is we give ourselves affirmations every day. It's just negative affirmations, right? We're constantly berating ourselves. We're constantly beating ourselves up. We're constantly telling ourselves I can't. We're constantly having those negative thoughts. So really you are already doing it. You're just not doing it to align yourself to max your potential, right? You're doing it actually to hold yourself back and beat yourself up with your inner critic. So I think, I mean, to me, yeah, I'm, I'm similar. I have, I've really trained my brain through affirmations because I used to like you be, you know, uh, you said you're a former perfectionist and people pleaser, me too, which meant that I was constantly trying to align myself to everyone else's needs and do everything perfectly. And I would, I, you know, which to me indicates some, I had low self-esteem and low self-confidence. And so I've used affirmations in a lot of ways to help me build my confidence and they work, they are powerful. So that's awesome. Yeah. The thing with affirmations though, I've noticed for me, the best way for me to manifest is most powerful for me is visualization. The mm -hmm. second most powerful is invoking a feeling. The mm -hmm. third is affirmations on repeat, like on repeat, mm -hmm. on repeat. Like I have them on all the time. Like I can literally repeat so many Bob Proctor affirmations. Like I'm so happy and grateful now that money is coming to me and increasing mm -hmm. quantity, like, because it's repeated to me all the time. Yeah. And I say to my clients, if you're going to make up a story, at least make it a good one. You know, if you have this crazy story in your mind that <laughs> this person doesn't want you or this person doesn't like you, I'm like, why don't you switch it up? At least say you're the queen or a princess and this, I mean, make up a better story. So true. Because <laughs> it's all a story, right? Like you can create your own story. So you might as well make one where you're thriving and like, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tell us that I'm sure this relates to a queen with dreams. I love the, the name. How'd you come up with that and what how did you just start go okay out of corporate america i'm doing this business yeah and a lot of people were coming to you already yeah so people okay. are coming to me already and you'd be so shocked corporate america um i have this theory that i believe you know you should be friendly to everyone in corporate america but not you don't have to be friends like you know we i like to leave work at work and i like to have home at home um, but so many people were coming up to me and telling me their problems and how they were burnt out and mm -hmm. they wanted an escape plan and this is what they were doing and please can you write me my recommendation letter for this job because I'm about to leave and I'm like why do you want to leave oh because this is this so it was like it took me a while to realize I wrote down things that came to me naturally uh -huh. and things I enjoyed doing and listening to people's problems I and I it came to me easily. It just came to me. I could literally be standing in the bank in line and people will tell me things that I'm like, well, I don't, 
don't know. You're like, do I have a sign on my man told me about his wife oh, and his son yeah. and but I do you oh. did you in hindsight do you think it had to do with you manifesting that because it was your new career trajectory? I think I I have this thing my joy is strategically getting you to your goal. Okay. That's what I like. Nice. Okay. So even in my business, I am outcome based. I'm not hourly based. Like if it takes, we will take the time, but we have to break it down into steps. So I know that we have reached, you've obtained the goal or there's an outcome that you have, you know, the tools to get to. Uh So I like when people tell me their problems, of course, I think um, my ability to listen and, you know, give them the time to vent was part of it. But I think what they enjoyed most and what I enjoyed the most was coming up with the steps and the strategies to fix this. Like, yeah. how can we change this? And if yeah. there are things that we can't control and can't change, let's forget about that part. Let's focus on what we can change and what we can't control. And I realized the only two things that we are in control of is the what and the why. Mm-hmm. We are not in control of the how, the when, the who, like that's not our business. It's like if you hired a, a moving company and they do all the heavy lifting. All you have to do is tell them what you need picked up. Yeah, yeah. I love that. You know, one of my favorite all-time quotes is uh, when, the, when you know your why, the house will take care of themselves. Yeah. And it's, it's that, true. you know, it's that ideology. It's like if you know your why and you're focused and determined, the house will show up and they'll figure themselves out. And mm-hmm. I love that. And it is true. This, those are the only things you can control. Wow. I love it. I love it. I'm getting so much out of this. Thank you. I hope all of you are listening because there are so many gems sprinkled throughout and we haven't even yet gotten to business building. (laughs) So tell us that part. Um, You you keep going. You're talking about people coming to you and um, you know, what stands out to me is that in that process of people coming to you and telling you their problems, you were like, okay, I don't want to just be a container for people's problems. I actually want to provide strategic solutions to help them get their, reach their goals. Mm-hmm. And so you started to create, do you create individualized plans for people because oh, it's yeah. outcome-based? Okay. So you that, kind of, you look at their, their whole, you, you look at what's going on for them and then you go, okay, here's the steps that you need to take specifically based on your, your desires and your needs. Sort of, sort of, because I think as a, a former perfectionist, we think that we have to figure <laughs> it out in the beginning, and we don't. I've pivoted several times, and I will continue to pivot. Love it. Um, because I want to be my best, and I want to give my best, and I want to give the best value. Okay. So I started off, what ha- ended up happening was I was telling my coworkers who were talking to me, like, I, you know, I had been the one who escaped, like, tell us more, like, what are you doing? What have you been up to? And I said, I started this business, I figured out how to, you know, create the LLC and get my EIN and um, do all these things in like a matter of two hours. And then my coworker was like, well, maybe you could help this person and this person, my, my old coworker, because they want to start businesses too. So I actually started off as a company that was helping women start their businesses. So helping them okay. establish the taxes and all the formal aspects of a business. And that felt like work. And I felt like I was being disingenuous because it literally took me two hours. I did not feel, I couldn't, I, and so many parts of it were free that I, I ended up just telling people, I was like, girl, the EIN is free. Just, just submit it and do it yourself. Like, please don't pay me for that. Yeah. Um, and then, so I had to let that go because I, I was giving that all away. I feel like if you want to start a business, the information is out there. Yeah. You can do it. You know, at least the max, I would say it was maybe 250, depending on your state. But um, go, go forth. And don't no need to pay me for that. And um, because I also ended up um, sharing my story about eliminating 140,000 off of you know my credit and without paying a cent, I ended up becoming a credit re- credit repair specialist. And I did that, and I still do that because I see how it you know helps Im- impact people's lives in such a positive way um, that you know one good recommendation from an old client is constantly bringing in other clients and I don't ever want to turn anyone away for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what sort of kept me afloat as far mm-hmm. as being able to, you know, pay bills and keep up with everything. 
um, as I was figuring out what it is that I did naturally. And that was manifesting. And I actually, I did not know that, but I think positive thoughts about myself all the time, even to the point where if someone says something negative, I say five positive things in my mind. <laughs> like, nice. yeah, yeah, to combat it. <laughs> it, is yeah. it is not something I've learned. It's something I literally do naturally. To the, it's, yeah. I am the annoying friend that always looks at the positive side yeah. of it. I, you know, I, I think it's better to be that way than the, the one that's like, oh, that person's always complaining and all they yeah. do is talk negatively. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And of course, as a coach, I think, right, well, actually, I didn't even ask, do you call yourself a coach or what? How do you, I know your title is a spiritual success strategist. So you call yourself a strategist? I call myself a mindset expert and mindset strategist expert. because okay. coaches don't necessarily play and I do everything I tell people to do. Like, yeah. So I'm in the game. I'm in this. Okay. This is, I'm cool. doing the work. So that's why I, I stick with strategist or okay. expert. But okay. Yeah. I just realized I was calling you a coach, but I didn't know oh, some no. people don't call themselves coaches that do this kind of work, you know? Okay. Awesome. Um, okay. So for you, I want to point out to everyone who's listening, I think that's really important too. And we talked about this a little bit before, but thinking about when you're deciding to transition, you know, that it's, really helpful to have a plan where your basic needs are met. <laughs> because if you're trying to build a business from a place of lack and scarcity, you're attracting desperation and people can energetically feel that. And I know this all sounds, you know, I don't know what that sounds like to people, but you know, have you, if you've ever had someone come and try to sell you something and you know that they need you to buy, you automatically don't want to buy from them. This and is a fact. Yeah. Correct. Right. And so for me, it's, it, it's that place of how can I serve my clients? What solutions am I bringing? And, and it's, I don't, you know, I, I want to help them thrive and succeed. Their success is part of my reputation. And so it can't be a place of like, oh, if I don't get this deal, I'm not going to be able to eat this month. And so for anyone who's in the newer or transitioning part of their business building adventures, consider making sure that you have a strategy for transition that includes you being financially stable as you make the transition. I agree with that because that's the only thing I had. Only thing I had was my financial, was my financial cushion. I did not have a plan. I was not doing a side hustle. I had no time for a side hustle. Yeah. You know, so many people have this, um, uh, these strategies of let me get a side hustle. Once I'm making 50% of my salary, then I'll quit and then I'll transition. And then it, there will never be this space of what in the world, what am I going to do? Like, you know, there will yeah. be a easy transition from corporate life to entrepreneurship. That was not the case for me. I definitely pivoted several times before I figured out like, oh my goodness, this brings me so much joy. I am so happy. There are times I get off the phone and I literally skip around the house for the rest of the day because I'm so happy at the break that happened. I'm so happy at the laughter and the joy that I was able to share and the amazing people I've met on this journey. Like the what I can talk about creating visible things out of the invisible and talking about affirmations and talking about visualizations as if, and people get it. Yeah. Like overjoyed. Yeah. You have so found your genius zone. I love it. And I feel the same way. I think that when you get to wake up in the morning and do exactly what you love and get paid for it, that is the juice of life. Sir, you know, like I feel that way every day I go, I, my work feels like play. So I don't, it's, you know, I don't have that thing of like, Oh, I'm stressed or I don't want to do this. I do exactly what I love every single day. And it includes jumping around joyfully going like sometimes pinching myself going like, is this real? Am I really getting paid to do exactly what I love? Yes. And I want everyone else to feel that way too. You know, I and think that's it's actually a limiting a lot in life. If we mm-hmm. don't like what we're doing, it's going to be a hard life. Yeah, it feels like work. Even as an entrepreneur, I felt like, oh, entrepreneurship was it. But I found out I had to niche down. I had to really find, I mean, entrepreneurship is so broad. I think there's yeah. like 500 millionaires made a year based off of this, off of the resources that we have um, with the internet and the and the web. So you have to really get specific and one of the limiting beliefs that I had that I had to rid myself of was the idea that I had to work hard to make money. Uh I had 
that's all I knew. I knew I had to study hard. I knew I had to pull all-nighters. I knew yeah. I had to work 80 hours a week to make money. Like, that's all I knew. So yeah. the, even when I worked for myself, I was still pulling those same hours the first couple months. First couple, yeah, first couple months working for myself. Like, I would wake up still at 5 a.m., and then I would stay up until maybe 1 a.m. still working. Yeah. I said, this doesn't have, this does not have to be the case. Now mm. my hours, and I am an early riser, 7 a.m. till 2, you can catch me. <laughs> and then after 2, I'm spending time with my son. That like, is amazing. So you've that, really created your business around lifestyle. Yeah, and travel and yeah. Um, enjoying life. And while I, I don't necessarily I believe I can have it all, even if I don't have it all at the same exact time, like I'm not holding, you know, a cupcake and a million dollars in my hand at the same time. And I'm also in Paris <laughs> at the same time. Like I might not all have it at the same time, but I can have it all. Yeah. And, um, Just that belief. I love that. That limiting belief of that you have to work hard to make money. So it's shifted for you to, I can have it all and I don't have to work. And it's, it's amazing as a scientist and thinking about your background, of course, you've spent a lot of your life being trained to work your buns off at all yes. points of time. Yes. Yeah. There was never, I never in my scientific career, the, I mean, the best thing we ever did that kind of made my life easy was we bought maybe like an expensive piece of machinery that was able to do it faster. Uh-huh. But the yeah. concept of still working hard was always there. It was like, I yeah. still have to set it up. I still have to load the machine. I still have to analyze the data. Yeah. I still have to pick up the data. Yeah. I still had to go around to these conferences. Yeah. So well, and it's just so not the culture in so many industries. And it, it just isn't. It's push yourself as hard as you possibly can at all points in time. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, is I love to learn. So mm -hmm. when it comes to entrepreneurship and, mind, and mindset, I learn and I'm constantly listening to audiobooks. I'm constantly going to webinars and conferences like these are things that I enjoy. So there are parts of my scientific career that I did enjoy that I brought with me. But the concept of working hard to make money like, girl, no, no, yeah. no, low. I can do what I enjoy and get paid for it. That's so great. Yes. Okay. This, this is packed with good stuff. Thank you so much. Um, so tell me in terms of, I want to hear one more thing and then I, and then I want to ask you our closing question as we wrap up. When you thought of the, the name, a queen with dreams, how did that happen? Oh, it was because as I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I realized I wanted to do a lot of things. I wanted to do a lot of things. I wanted to help. I wanted to get paid to help. I wanted to do something that came to me naturally that brought me joy. I wanted to travel. I love food. I love my family. I love hanging out with people, I, you know, that bring me joy. It's just like, I wanted to do so many things. I had so many dreams and I wanted all of them. And, um, the queen part was, it, it actually came from something I said to you earlier was like, if we're going to make up a story, let's make up a good story. So the story I tell myself is I'm a queen. I have the ability and it comes, goes back to being able to co being a co-creator of your life. I can create anything, anything I say, you know, my, you know, my wish is, hold on, their command, my commanders are, you know, girl, I'm getting a little, <laughs> my, okay. my wish is your, wait, wait, you're right. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, what I say they have to do. So what I say has to create, be created, has yep, to yep. Live. And that was a story I told myself. So the Queen with Dreams just it it I don't know if it came to me in a dream or it just came to me suddenly, but I know I wrote it down one day and there were no other options. Nice. So it wasn't like I had any other names and I crossed them off. It was like a queen with dreams. That was it. Nice. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And it left you, I like the name because it leaves you broad enough that you can do a lot of the different things and keep learning and growing with it, but it's also very specific. And it also says so much about you. I, I'm really into branding and thinking about how, you know, we build our brand over time and make several pivots throughout our learning journeys of building businesses is so much fun. Um, tell us all your top three max potential habits that you implement in order to get where you've gotten today in your business. In my business. And okay. My business specifically be authentic. Nice. Authenticity. Okay. okay. I am a high vibe, positive, 
empath nerd. Like I, <laughs> this is me. Like that's quotable. I love it. <laughs> this is who I am. This is who I attract, and I'm okay with that. I love being me. It has served me. I in the the most amazing ways. I actually find myself overwhelmed when I'm trying to copy someone else. It does not feel right. Yes. I think that's such important feedback when you start to feel like something's off. Why isn't this working? I think questioning yourself, is this congruent with me? Is this Mm me? Or am I trying to model or mimic after somebody and not be me? I've noticed that in building my business, I've had to step back and remind myself like, why am I not enjoying this? This doesn't Mm -hmm. feel right. And then I realize I'm like, oh, because I saw this coach do that and this person do that. And I think I have to do that instead of just being me. And then you also have to remember, like, there's enough for everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> they can have their millions and I can have my millions and they can have their followers. I can have my our followers can overlap. That's okay. And it's just like, I can still be me and be successful. So being authentically myself is something that has helped me in my business and helped me in life. The second... The second is taking time to uh, refresh, restore that meditation time, time of quiet, um, that time of peace to really hear my soul speak. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I love to align my chakras. I am an empath. I do feel other people's, my energy circle is very wide. I'm constantly bumping into other people's energy circles. I don't like it, but it has served me. I'm able to help and serve. And because of that, I have to get rid of so many things at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I take my salt baths. Like I have to get rid of that because I can't allow that to come with me tomorrow or it's, you know, especially if it's not going to serve me in a positive way. Okay. So taking that time to be, be restored and refreshed um, like I tell so many people, self-care is not selfish. It really allows me to work at my maximal potential when I'm refreshed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that one. That's been a common thread for people that I've interviewed so far. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad I'm aligning with that. And then the third in my business, act as if. Okay, tell us more. I want to hear more about that one. And I'm going to I'm going to be so transparent here. If you don't act as if you already have it, if you can't like take the time to visualize yourself already having it, if you don't do that, when it comes, you will start to self-sabotage. Because you have prayed for it, you have asked for it, you've prepared for it, you've done the things. And when it comes, you might be like, oh, this is coming too fast. I can't believe this is really for me. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Oh, I'm getting sick. Oh, no, I can't do this. Oh, my phone is acting up. Or All these things will come up to self-sabotage because you you didn't see yourself having it. Oh, that's so powerful. That is so powerful for everyone listening. Write these down. These are incredible. I mean, that is so true. And I see people do that time and time again. Like we say, I want this, I want this, I want that. And then they get it. And there's so many unconscious strategies where they sabotage because they weren't actually ready for it. Correct. Or they didn't believe that they could actually have it or they don't think they deserve it or yeah, that's a powerful one. That's so great. So I'll tell you this, uh, this true story. I was saying to myself, I know, as we're talking, I'm getting rid of that uh, limiting belief that I had to work hard. I said to myself, I know that people who are successful are doing things to automate. They're automating. A lot of things are automation. So I'm looking at these programs and they're kind of expensive. And I said, if I just had the tools to automate, I would do it. Like I would just be able to plug and chug and be on my way. Do you know, randomly, this person slid in my DMs and was just like, have you ever tried um, this software? And I was like, no. And they're like, it really works. I'll give you my login. Here you go. And it was this whole automation software. And I said, okay. And all I had to do was, like I said, plug and chug. So I had to create, you know, a course and all this information to go in there and set up the automation. Mm-hmm. Do you know that a person who never gets sick 
I got a sinus infection, a, a stomach bug. <laughs> I lost like so much weight because I, you know, had no appetite. I was just out for the count for two weeks. Wow. And I said, what is going on? I asked for this. And literally someone gave it to me for free. <laughs> that then, is such a good example. Yes. I, you know, and the crazy, and oh, so now I'm in the process of doing that very thing. And I've created an accountability partner. Like we're going to do this every day, you know, to make sure it gets done. Um, but that I had not taken the time to visualize myself working on automation, like work, like just, I didn't take the time to do that. So when yeah. it came to me, I subconsciously was just like, mm, girl, this is not safe. Retreat, retreat. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, take the time to visualize yourself having it. Visualize okay. yourself as a millionaire. What, what do millionaires do? How do millionaires wake up? Like, what, what do their friends talk about on the phone? Where yeah. do they shop? Yeah, I love it. And that ties back to when you were talking about in, uh, uh, you were talking about the the three steps, you were talking about the vis the power of the visual and then um, evoking the feeling. Yes. So it's like, you know, that visualization process of going acting as if it's go, what would it feel like to be a millionaire? Where do they hang out? Go hang out at some of those places. You know, maybe you're not making a million dollars yet and you don't think you fit in there. Dress in your nicest clothes and go get a coffee at a place where millionaires hang out and just feel what it feels like so that you can act as if. Mm -hmm. that's, that's so awesome. Okay. Tell everyone who's listening. I'm sure there's lots of people who want to check you out on all the social media channels and your website. So give us your contact info so people can check you out. You can find me online at aqueenwithdreams.com or on Instagram at aqueenwithdreams. Awesome. Okay. And Facebook links on your website as well? Yeah. So uh, the Facebook, I believe if you type in AQWD, A Queen With Dreams, will pop up. up. Okay, great. And then what is your, your number one promotion that you're running right now so that people can access you that way if they're interested as well? Yeah, so right now I have 20 powerful and effective wealth and abundance affirmations that I'm giving away just by signing up and I'll email those to you right away. Perfect. Those sound great. Okay. And those are ones like you could tape to your wall and memorize and use every day, all day. Okay. Perfect. Those are great resources. And of course, for everyone listening, I'll put those in the show notes so you can have the links there as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been really packed with good stuff and um, we will be back or I guess you won't be back next week, but I'll be back next week. <laughs> Have a wonderful kick-ass day, everyone. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you're liking this podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. This will help me help more people max their potential to thrive. If you want to be a part of the Max Potential Habits community, go to nfacoaching.com where you can get my free drive roadmap that will teach you the six steps I took to go from food stamps to six figures in only three years. And you can also find out how to join my live weekly online training that happens every Monday with other NFA Max Potential Habits business builders who are driven to succeed. Until next time, I hope you have a NFA day where you thrive and feel alive.